three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here. Another great morning. As uh, it's warming up here in the Sunshine State, as I think it used to be called. And no, I'm not talking about Florida. But anyway, glad you guys are listening. And I want to uh, continue on with Genesis chapter 22 and get to the the incredible story here. So Abraham rose early in the morning, this is verse 3, saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to a place of which God had told him. And then verse 4, so we're in chapter 22. If you didn't listen to the last one I've already talked about, God proving to Abraham or a test, if you will, on Abraham and then talking about the father's love for his son. And so, but now we're moving on, and this is verse four. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes. So they, this is me talking now. So they went for three days on this journey with these two young men and Isaac and Abraham. Abraham, 115, 116 years old. Isaac, 15 or 16 years old. So he's not a little kid. And these other two men on a three day journey. Some people would use that like the three J the three days that Jesus would be dead on the cross. There's different analogies like that. But I they went on a three day journey. They're actually going to the mountain where Jesus would be uh crucified, where he would um where he would be the Lamb of God that would take away our sins. It's also the same mountain where they're in Jerusalem where the temple where David would build the temple. So he lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Verse 5, Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the, took the, wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took, his, took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went, both of them together. And Isaac said to his father, Abraham, My father. And he said, Here I am, son. Remember, he's kind of old, right? Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, God will provide him for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went, both of them, together. And when it came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Now you got to imagine, 15, 16-year-old boy, 115-year-old man, but man, I think Abraham was a beast, right? And not that Isaac was a wimp, but Abraham was a beast. And he might have, Isaac might have been very obedient. He might have said, son, turn around for a minute. I just want to tie this behind your hand. Let me tie your hands up, testing my knots here. Yep, that's all good. Let me just put this around your ankles. Yep, that's good. All right, I'm just going to toss you here on the fire. I don't know or on what's going to be the fire. I don't know how it happened, but Isaac is bound and on top of the firewood. And then Abraham reached out his hand and took his knife to slaughter his son. That's what the Bible says. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, 
Behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns, and Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of the place, The Lord Will Provide. As it is said to this day, On the mountain of the Lord it shall be provided. An angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies and in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men and they arose and went together to Beersheba, and Abraham lived at Beersheba. Beersheba. All right, so, wow, what a story. And I think for those of us who have heard it a thousand times, maybe it loses its kick. So let me see if I can help add some kick back to it. One, God is sending Abraham to the mountain where God himself, or the angel of the Lord, Jesus, will one day be killed by his own creation as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So, God is a planner. And understand that God's plans for you cannot fail. We may, <laughs> we may try to, we may, we may wrestle with God, but when it says the angel of the Lord... I really believe that this angel of the Lord, this is this is the incarnate, this is Jesus, and that we miss that in modern day because we're we don't have the history, we don't have we don't think about the Old Testament like we lived in Old Testament times. So in Old Testament times, they didn't know that that it was going to be a Messiah, Jesus. They didn't understand they didn't know what his name was going to be joseph would be the first to hear his name and so their understanding of god was that there was a there was a great god and they called him abba father and they called him yahweh and they uh had all kinds of names for him but when the bible old testament talks about the angel of the lord it is talking about this manifestation of god and we know this manifestation of god is jesus christ now and so here is God the Father and God the Son talking about a father's love for his son and having Isaac, be, being the son, having Isaac to be just about sacrificed, knowing te the testing of Abraham. They knew what Abraham's response would be and because they knew his integrity. It says that God knows our heart and God sees our inner thoughts. So there was no surprise here that what was going to happen, but it was more for Abraham's sake and, and maybe for Isaac. And Isaac does, you got to imagine, how does a 16, 15, 16 year old boy go on with life? What's he thinking? Well, we, we're going to see some of that. It seems that he is, has a faith like his dad about God and that there is a God and God is real and God will provide and he's patient and waits on the Lord as Abraham has. And so, I, I'm just overwhelmed by the idea that God's plans will not be, uh, cannot be countered in a way where God is stopped. And so in the midst of everything that's going on today, that God is still on his throne, God is still in control, 
Jesus Christ is still Lord, the Holy Spirit is still roaming, going about, and dwelling in the church, the body of Christ, which is us, and that we can trust God. It's our faith that is lacking, not what's going on in our culture. I mean, our culture is wicked, and our culture is broken, but it's supposed to be. It's us, the church, that's supposed to be bringing salt and light into the world instead of bowing to the culture. And so we need to rise up and be the church. We need to rise up and be filled with faith and filled with love and do the great work and to be willing to leave others uh, on the side of the mountain and go up the mountain ourselves with our families, go up the side of the mountain with our sons, with our wives, with our spouses, and worship God in spirit and in truth, no matter what it costs us. And and then to return to the people we work with and, and neighbors that we have with this knowing we've been in his presence and to see how that affects us and maybe changes the people around us. Abraham would go with a promise that until recently we thought, hey, this is kind of a bad promise because all the stars of the heaven, what you can see on a really good night might be three or 4,000 stars. I don't know that you could count them like that, but three or 4,000 stars, maybe a remnant of the Milky Way, but what do you know what you're looking at until the invention of telescopes and especially the Hubble telescope. So now we know that the sands of the beach of the sea is actually an accurate number of sands compared to the stars in the heavens. And so I think if you take 10 to about the 42nd power, that is a... um, number that was being estimated of sand on the earth and the stars in the heaven 25 years ago. And I think it's gotten even bigger than that. So God is faithful. God has a plan. Let us put our faith in Christ Jesus, put our faith back in God, our eyes on him, and let's move forward. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.